Yo, 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 what's happening? Welcome to the Get With It or Get Lost podcast with TL London. I'm so happy to be recording this podcast and I'm so happy to be bringing you guys some sports talk this week. I appreciate all the feedback I've been getting, all the reviews, all the ratings, all of that's been so great. Keep them coming, guys. Uh, Just let me know what I need to be doing better. Uh, Any suggestions I'm open to. If you want to come on the pod, please DM me at TLondon91 is my Instagram. Feel free to hit me whenever, man. I'm down to get whoever on the podcast. I'm talking tennis fans, hockey fans, golf fans, UFC, boxing, basketball, football, everything and anything you, you want to talk about. Let's do it. Like if you just want to have a friendly conversation or if you want me to get in your ass on a sports debate, whatever you want, holler at me. But I just love this sports talk, man. So I'm going to just keep this content coming as long as people keep listening. So this podcast is going to be jam-packed. We're going to do some hot topics. We're going to do some NBA playoff first-round matchup predictions. And we're going to do an NFL mock draft. So hopefully I'm going to have a guest on this one to do the mock draft with me, but we'll see. But either way, this is going to be a jam-packed, fun podcast. So uh, if you're listening with the kitties. You know, I might have a cuss word or two, but probably nothing they ain't never heard before. Cause, you know, it's the real world, man. Kids hear cuss words. As long as I'm not saying nothing too crazy, right? So, anyway, let's get into these hot topics. Conor McGregor, the notorious Conor McGregor, the notorious Conor motherfucking McGregor. I'm sorry, I had to. Like, this dude really is a motherfucker. Like, excuse my friends. I'm sorry. That's the last one. But that guy picked up a dolly, man. Like, you have to be living under a rock if you ain't heard about what Conor McGregor have, have did this past weekend. Uh, not even the past weekend. Um, on the UFC media day last week before the event. He picked up a dolly and threw it through a bus. Literally. There were people on the bus that he had a problem with. So he decided to pick up a dolly and throw it through the window of the bus. So there were people on the bus. So mind you, one of the fighters got cut and they couldn't fight. Um, some of the fighters were so spooked that they were considering not even participating in the event. Like this dude is really turning into a loose cannon criminal slash. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's out here like I don't know man like I know the word criminal is real extreme but that's what he did man like he could have really hurt somebody like I'm not gonna use extreme wording but he could have really hurt somebody man and shit like that's just unnecessary bro like I get you're in the fight game I get you're supposed to be intimidating you're supposed to show that you're the toughest man in the world basically but that's not what tough guys do man that's just my opinion that's I've I've never seen a tough guy, you know, get down like that. Like, I don't know. But whatever, man. I know the people love him. So that's just my opinion. Please, UFC fans, hop on here and talk some Conor McGregor with me. Cause I could talk about how much I don't like that dude all day. And I don't like Floyd May- Mayweather either. But, you know, if I, didn't, if I didn't, you know, root for him against McGregor, I would have got my black card. Remote, so whatever. But... Connor is not the people's champ. Um, 
And Mayweather certainly ain't the people's champ. So I don't want to see him in the octagon. I don't want to see Floyd Mayweather fighting the octagon. That's just going to be horrible. Um, and I'm honestly tired of Conor McGregor. I hope this Khabib dude is really the real deal. And he can beat Conor McGregor's ass. So we don't really. So he can kind of Ronda Rousey Conor McGregor to a point where you got to get beat the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. So I think that's what's going to happen. Um, but speaking of people's champions... Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder. Those are two guys that are people. Now, me personally, I'm a Deontay Wilder. Well, I'm a fan of both of the fighters, but when the fight happens, I'm going to be going for Deontay only because I'm, I like him a little more. I like his style. I like his personality a little bit more than Joshua's. I think Deontay's more authentic. I think Anthony Joshua's kind of kind of fraudulent. You know, I don't think he shows his real personality, which is fine. I'm not necessarily going to hold it against him, but I like Deontay Wilder's style more. He's more of an unorthodox. He's going to hit you coming out of nowhere, but he's still got power behind all his punches. Anthony Joshua's more of a technique, technician type of fighter, so he's going to come in, uh, keep his feet planted, counter, things like that. Uh, it's kind of like the Canelo-Triple G matchup. You got a guy, you got two opposite styles, but two very good fighters that both pack a punch. So that's going to be a hell of a fight. I think Deontay Wilder will win the fight. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Joshua won. Uh, but I just feel like Deontay Wilder's the shit, man. And I think he on, he's like the type of fighter that kind of just gives me, like, the chills. Like, every time he steps in the ring, that man is going to handle his business, like Mike Tyson. So, But Mike Tyson got knocked out, too. So it happens to the best of us. So tune into that, man. Tune into that. Deontay Wilder and Joshua, that's going to be a hell of a fight. Um, NBA. So we got the NBA playoffs coming up, and the draft will be, of course, after the playoffs. So just a quick hot take. We've had a lot of college players coming out recently. Um, I just want to talk about a couple of the top players that I think is going to be like considered to be a number one pick. And then I'm going to talk about another guy who uh, I don't think he's number one pick worthy. I think he honestly... I don't know. I guess, well, Trey Young, that's the guy I want to talk about. I mean, it's not that I think he should stay in college because after the season he had, it'll be hard to, you know, have a better season than the one he just had at Oklahoma, uh, statistic-wise. But wins and losses, um, it just it seemed like Trey Young did the opposite this college season. He started off high. And then when teams started the game plan against him, he didn't adapt and he didn't get better. Now, mind you, his teammates were horrible. I don't think he has any teammates that's in NBA draft, like, worthy. So, you know, it's not all on him why Oklahoma started to lose, but it damn sure wasn't on him. You know, he damn sure didn't bring them back and make them into a consistent winner. Like, they literally lost, like... 10 out of their last 12 games or some shit like that. Like, it was bad. And then they lost in the tournament. And I just feel like Trey Young... I feel like Trey Young should go out in the NBA, but if anybody's considered him even being the, the number one point guard taken, not, not not the number one player, just the first point guard taken, I think they're tripping. But I think Colin Sexton is a better uh, prospect than him. I think Luka Doncic is better, but I'm nervous with foreign players. Um... Because, man, I know everybody wants Porzingis, but shit, you might end up with a Darko Millicent, man. It's like, it's the same thing LeAngelo Ball got going against him. Like, 
the competition, you don't know if the competition is going to be. You don't know if the competition is going to translate. So you can be dominant overseas and then go to the NBA and literally not do none of the shit you were able to do overseas because the competition is night and day. So that's the only thing about them foreign players, man. You never know what you're really going to get. But Luka Doncic is 6'8", point guard. Shoot, dribble, drive, everything. So it's hard for me to, like I said, compare him to an NBA player because I don't know what he's going to do in the NBA. Like, hell, if I had to compare him to a player... Um, now, like, from his overseas perspective, it'll be like Pistol Pete. But we don't know what he going to do in the NBA. So we'll see. But he's talked about as being the number one pick. So we'll see. But DeAndre Ayton out of Arizona. That guy, he reminds me of Joel Embiid, man. He's big. Uh, he's seven. I think he's seven foot two. That man is wide, strong. He can shoot. He can put the ball on the floor. I'm not going to say he's going to cross nobody, but he got, you know, about the same handles as a Joel Embiid. And on top of that, he is a defensive stopper. Like, he plays defense, man. If you can get guys, especially big men, that come out and their primary thing is defense, and then they can still get you 20 points, oh, my goodness. That's, that's, you can't pass that up. That's why Joel Embiid was still drafted as high as he was, even though he was coming off, off of a back injury. Because if you got a man that plays defense and got the skill set as a Joel Embiid or DeAndre Ayton, you got to pick him. You got to. Then the other dude I wanted to touch on a little bit was Marvin Bagley. Uh, he's a good player, man. He reminds me of Carl Anthony Towns a lot. Uh, he's not necessarily the best at anything, but he's pretty damn good at everything. Like, he can put the ball on, on the floor really good. He can rebound at a high level. He can, he can shoot. Uh, he has a three-pointer. He has post moves. All that. Like, I like Bagley. The only thing about Bagley, it was the same thing about Towns that people not. Because Carl Anthony Towns can be considered one of the best big men. But the only reason why people don't put him over Anthony Davis or put him over uh, uh, Joel Embiid is that defense, man. You got to be a factor on defense. If you don't play if you're not, if you're seven feet tall and you're a starting NBA center and you're not putting fear into point guards and guards and forwards and people when they drive to your lane, you're not doing, you're not doing good enough, in my opinion. Because you, you got to play defense in the NBA. Got to. Um, and that's my, my Lakers' main problem is our big man is non-existent defensively. Like, Brooke Lopez, really? Come on now. Like, really? Like, I love Brooke, you know, Fresno, San Joaquin Memorial. I love Brooke, but Brooke don't play no defense. Brooke don't rebound. Brooke can just score. And I don't like one-trick ponies, man. I don't like Tony Allen. I don't like uh, the Brooke Lopez's of the world. I don't like one-trick ponies, the DeAndre Jordans. Like, yeah, DeAndre Jordan played defense, but he can't do shit else. Like, he can be defense and done. Like, you got to be a Swiss Army knife, man. If you look at these Golden State Warriors teams, you got to have dudes that can do multiple things. Like, multiple things that are really good at multiple things. You got to have high IQ basketball players. And them dudes that can only do one thing, it's kind of hard to say they got a high IQ. So, you know. But we're going to talk a lot more about the NBA draft once the playoffs are done with. And we got an NBA champion crown. Uh, those are just a few players that are coming out that, you know, are going to, you know, they're going to garner a lot of interest. Uh, 
And the last thing, but certainly not least on the hot topic, is Odell Beckham Jr. So I got a lot to say about Diva wide receivers. Um, I have one on, on my team. If you didn't know, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. I got one on my team. His name is Desmond Bryant. Des Bryant. He dope. I love Des. Um, in my last pod, I, I spoke a lot on Des, but as much as I hate to say it, man, Des Bryant isn't worth as much as he's getting paid. Now, we gave him the money and he's here, so I don't believe in taking it back. But moving forward, I don't want any NFL team that calls themselves a championship contender to spend a lot of money on a wide receiver. Because when you think about it, every wide receiver in the last probably 15 years that was considered a top wide receiver that was able to get you about 1,200 yards, maybe 100 receptions, and, you know, 10 touchdowns. All those dudes, the Steve Smiths of the world, the the Calvin Johnsons, the Terrell Owens, the Randy Mosses, the the Chad Johnsons, like all those guys never won a Super Bowl. Some of them not even got close. Like Randy Moss got pretty damn close, but he lost. Uh, Yeah, man, Julio Jones got pretty close, but he lost. Like, to me, if you want to really build a Super Bowl-winning championship team, you cannot spend a lot of money on wide receiver. And they've said that about running back in the past. And now the running back position is getting a little bit more love because of players like Ezekiel Elliott and Ty Gurley that, you know, single-handedly kind of dominated. Um, But you don't want to pay a receiver that much money, man. Think about it. Seattle Seahawks is a consistent playoff you know, contender. The New England Patriots, of course. Uh, who was in the Super Bowl last year? The Eagles. I mean, you don't want to talk about, you know, I mean, I know Alshon Jeffrey is a big-time name, but Alshon Jeffrey wasn't the focus for them offensively. Like, you can't put all your focus in getting your diva receiver his touches and expect to be a championship Super Bowl winning team. And this has nothing to do with chemistry. It has all to do with, I feel like, a defense, it's easier for a defense to kind of zone in on that. So it's kind of hit or miss. If that big-time receiver has a bad game, then your whole offense is kind of messed up. Like the Cowboys, for instance, man, Des Bryant struggled last year, so our whole passing game struggled. Odell Beckham gets hurt last year, so the Giants are done, you know? So it's like, it's it's hard to depend on receivers, man. I don't I don't believe in that, man. You can't like look like these teams that are really successful have a lot of nobodies or a lot of 5'10, 5'11 slot receivers that's just gonna run, get open, you know, get maybe four catches and sixty something yards a game, but they're happy with that because they only getting paid a million dollars a year. So they out there working. You know what I mean? So that's just my opinion on that. Uh that's it for hot takes. Next, we're going to be talking about the NBA playoffs. Be right back. Stay tuned. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the Get With It or Get Lost podcast. So let's just get right into this NBA playoff talk. I'm so excited about the NBA playoffs this year. It seems like this year is going to be super loaded. I mean, the NBA regular season is okay. You know, I enjoy the NBA regular season. But when the playoffs start, man, it goes to a whole nother level. So let's just get right into it. So the Western Conference, number one seed is the Houston Rockets. Number two seed is the Golden State Warriors. Number three seed is the Portland Trail Blazers. Four seed is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Five seed is the Utah Jazz. 
Sixth seed is the New Orleans Pelicans. Seventh seed is the San Antonio Spurs. And the eighth seed is the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, you know, that's some pretty stacked teams, one through eight. I feel like everybody has multiple superstars on that team, on their team, except for probably the Utah Jazz. But Donovan Mitchell's been playing lights out. And they're a team. They're a unit. They're a cohesive unit out there. So let's move over to the Easter Conference, one through eight. We have Toronto Raptors with the number one seed. Number two seed is the Boston Celtics. Number three seed is the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Number four seed, we got King James in Cleveland with the five seed, Indiana Pacers and Victor Oladipo. Six seed, we got the Miami Heat. Seven seed, the Milwaukee Bucks. And rounding out the Eastern Conference is uh, last but not least, honestly, the Washington Wizards with the eight seed. So we're going to go through the first round of the Western Conference first. So our first matchup is going to be one through eight. Houston versus Minnesota. Now, those are two pretty stacked teams, but as you probably know already, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that the Houston Rockets have been whooping ass all year. So I don't see the Timberwolves really giving them too much trouble, even though the Timberwolves have a lot of talent. I like Tim Thibodeau as a coach. For some reason, I'm just not feeling what they're doing uh, limping into the playoffs this year. So I say Houston wins that at five games. Next, we got the Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Utah Jazz. Now, that's going to be a pretty good series. Um, I think people are going to be surprised of the fight the Utah Jazz put up. But if Russell Westbrook does what he's supposed to do, Carmelo Anthony does what he's supposed to do, Paul George, Steven Adams, and all those guys just come in and do their job, this series shouldn't be that hard. I, I am going to give Utah two games, though. I think they can still win in OKC and win one at home. But I think ultimately OKC will win this in, in uh, six games. Now, Russell Westbrook, I'm going to have to do a pod dedicated to him and all the hate he receives. That man just averaged another triple-double. Like, come on, man. As much as people want to hate on Russell Westbrook, one thing you can say is he's never cheated anybody. He's always came out and played his hardest every single night. So next, we got the Portland Trailblazers versus the New Orleans Pelicans, the 3C versus 6C. I think Damian Lillard and Anthony Davis are both stars that can win you a game. Uh, Anthony Davis can actually win you a series, but... Not this one. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins is gone. Rajon Rondo is there looking nice. Drew Holiday is doing pretty good with them. But at the end of the day, I just feel like the New Orleans Pelicans are too reliant on Anthony Davis and his production. He's going to have to get 30-plus points, 10-plus rebounds, probably four to five assists, two-plus blocks every game in order to compete in this series. Because I feel like Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum can light you up at 30. Yusuf Nurchix is a pretty good center. And the role players they got over there in Portland are solid. And I think think their coach is very underrated. So I think Portland wins this one in six. Um, Golden State-San Antonio, that's going to be a clean sweep. I mean, if San Antonio had Kawhi Leonard, um, they would compete a lot more. Even if Golden State was fully healthy and San Antonio had their fully healthy team, I don't even think this matchup would be happening because uh, the Spurs would not be a seven seed. But it is what it is. And it's too bad, you know, Tony Parker managed nobly. Those guys are going to have to contemplate retiring again this year. So they're out. Uh, 4-0 sweep. Let's move over to um, the Eastern Conference. We got Washington-Toronto. Now that's going to be an interesting one because nobody really wants to say that Toronto can't get out the first round because they've been so good all year. But hey, I'm going to be that guy. I think Washington can win this series. I think they can win it in six games or at the worst seven games. So I'm going to give Toronto the benefit of the doubt. And if they make it back to Toronto, then they might win this series. But I feel like Washington can close this out in six. And I feel like they have the capability to, if it does go seven, still beat Toronto in Toronto. 
DeMar DeRozan is a hell of a player. I love DeMar DeRozan. I love the way he plays. Compton, you know, I, I I rock with with Demar. I like the other players on their team, but the person I just can't stand on that team is Kyle Lowry. I'm sorry, I don't like Kyle Lowry in the playoffs. He is, he doesn't he doesn't back up Demar Derozan. Man, he's supposed to be that dude. Him and Demar are supposed to be the one two punch, and Kyle Lowry disappears every single playoff. Every time they go up against an All Star guard, Kyle Lowry doesn't hold his own. So I think Toronto loses that in six. The next we have Cleveland Cavaliers, Indiana Pacers. That's going to be a good one. It's like five games. Cleveland wins 4-1. I think Victor Oladipo has the talent to maybe catch, you know, Miles Turner to catch Cleveland slipping in one of these games. But I think Cleveland's going to handle their business in their playoff mode. Now, the Sixers versus the Miami Heat. This is probably going to be outside that Washington-Toronto series. This will probably be the best series in the first round. Because Dwayne Wade's a Hall of Famer. Eric Spolstra is... Probably, you never know. He might be a Hall Hall of Famer, too. I know he's a great coach right now. Um, They're going to compete, but the Sixers are more talented. With Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid um, supposedly coming back in game two, maybe game one, the Sixers should handle their business. Um, If it goes seven games, that means it's going to be close and it's going to end in Philly. And I think Philly should be able to handle their business. I mean, Miami has the experience, right? But Philadelphia's talent, I think, is so much greater, it'll trump that experience. But we'll see. Goran Dragic, Hassan Whiteside, Justice Winslow, Dwayne Wade. That's that's a pretty solid roster, but I just feel like Philly's just too talented to lose to Miami in the first round. Boston-Milwaukee to round, to round it out, the 2-7 matchup. Um, if this was a healthy Kyrie and a healthy Gordon Hayward, I think it'll be a sweep. Um, since we don't have either one of those guys, I think Milwaukee can get one game. I know people are probably shocked because Boston's going into the playoffs kind of beat up, but I think Giannis Antetokounmpo is the only the only player on the Milwaukee Bucks that's going to come in and be consistent and be a threat from every spot on the floor. I think everybody else on that team, even though they have really good players that I would take on my team in a heartbeat, Eric Bledsoe, Jabari Parker, Chris Middleton, Don Maker's a young up-and-coming player. Brandon Jennings just got back. I like them. But ultimately, I just feel like the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo, don't play good enough team basketball to advance in the playoffs. And they barely made it into the playoffs. But I think Boston is just too good of a team. Brad Stevens is too good of a coach to lose to a interim head coach in the Milwaukee and the Bucks. Now, Giannis will be the best player on, on the floor in this series, but his team's going to lose in five. So to round out the playoffs first round, I got Houston, OKC meeting in the second round. I got Portland Golden State meeting in the second round. I got Cleveland Washington meeting in the second round. I have Philadelphia and Boston meeting in the second round. It's gonna be some good playoffs, man. So, with that being said, we're gonna come back to the second round a little uh, closer to you know after the first round is over, we'll come back and preview the second round and see how many other matches I got correct. So. Let's talk about these uh, end-of-season awards that they're going to be handing out after the championship. Now, the MVP voting has been kind of tight this year. I feel like LeBron James has made a case this year. I mean, he's 33 years old. He's averaged 37 minutes per game, 27.7 points, 8.7 rebounds, 9.2 assists, and shooting 54% from the field. And then after the trade deadline, when LeBron's team was basically overhauled, his all his stats went up. He, he averaged 29.9. Points, 9.9 rebounds, 10.1 assists since All-Star break. That's kind of amazing. But James Harden led the league in scoring with 30 points. 
5.5 rebounds, 8.8 assists, and shot 44% from the field with the team best Houston Rockets, the league best Houston Rockets. And I feel like James Harden has been pretty much the MVP candidate, top two in the last three years. And this is his year, man. LeBron got four. Even though you can see here and argue to your face is blue why LeBron deserves it, I think Harden is going to get it this year and should get it. Now, the NBA Rookie of the Year, this is going to be hard, man. So Donovan Mitchell is a hell of a player. And Ben Simmons basically got a redshirt year in the NBA. And Donovan was in class nine months ago. So it's kind of unfair, but this happened before when Blake Griffin beat John Wall. So I'm going to have to give it to Ben Simmons, man. He's averaging almost a triple-double. His team is dominant. And even though the Utah Jazz is great and Mitchell's averaging 20, uh, 20 points, 3.7 rebounds, 3.7 assists, and shooting 44% from the field compared to Simmons, 16 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, and 54% from the field. And just take, take into account that Ben Simmons is 0% from the three-point line this season. He's still dominating the way he is. He's 0 for 11 this year from three. And I just feel like Ben Simmons is a transcendent talent, and you don't rob that. You, you can do it with the eye test. He's a rookie this year. And he's just the best rookie that we've seen in a long time. So you got to give him the award. NBA Coach of the Year, Brad Stevens, Boston Celtics. Well, he's done with those injuries and being able to keep a number two seed and just keep that team being such a dominant team and the development of Jalen Brown, the development of Jason Tatum over the year. I got to give it to Brad Stevens. I mean, Dwayne Casey has a case and Quinn Snyder from the Jazz has a case, but I think Brad Stevens dealt with injuries and neither one of those guys really did. So I like Brad Stevens. Now for defensive player of the year, I got Rudy Gobert. Um, I don't think any other players really stood out this year defensively. Maybe a Paul George. Um, I can't really think of anybody top of my head that really stood out like that other than Rudy Gobert. He was an anchor of that team. And like I said, the Utah Jazz needs some praise. I mean, if you don't want to give Mitchell the rookie of the year, you better give Gobert the defensive player of the year. Most improved player. Now, this is going to be a good one. We got Victor Oladipo, Andre Drummond, and Clint Capella as the top three. Now, Andre Drummond, I feel like, has been a great player, you know, and been steadily improving over the years. And Clint Capella, I mean, I feel like his improvements haven't been too drastic. Like, his field goal percentage has went up a lot. And he's been a great center, but I feel like Victor Oladipo, this is his third team. Both those guys have been drafted to the team and been developed to get better. Victor Oladipo, this is his third stop, and this is his, his career best year. So I got to give it to Victor Oladipo. And then sixth man of the year, we got Lou Williams from the Clippers, Fred Van, Fred, Fred Van Vliet from the Toronto Raptors, and Will Barton from the Denver Nuggets. Now, these are three good candidates, but let's just put it like this. Uh... Fred Van Vliet comes off the bench, and he's a solid player. Will Barton comes off the bench, and he's a solid player. Lou Williams comes off the bench, and he's the best player on his team. So that's the case close. Lou Williams gets my vote. So um, if I had to do executive of the year, probably give it to Daryl Morey. I mean, Danny Ainge from the Boston Celtics is up there. And uh, the Indiana Pacers guy, Pritchard, is up there. But I got to give it to... Uh, I got to give it to Daryl Morey. The Houston Rockets have been amazing this year. And I feel like that Chris Paul move was risky, but it paid off. And, uh, yeah, I feel like Houston is going to really make some noise this year. And Golden State Warriors fans need to beware. So, let's talk about Frank Vogel getting fired from the Orlando Magic. That was, you know, 
I mean, he's a good coach, but at the same time, the Orlando Magic are so bad. They just got to keep shaking it up to find something that's finally going to look positive. And no player or no coach on that team has been good for the last probably 10 seasons, probably since Dwight and Stan Van was there. So, sorry, Frank. And then Jeff Hornacek from the New York Knicks. I mean, let's be honest, the Knicks are trash. Um, They got talent over there. And Jeff Hornacek was a Phil Jackson hire. So, I don't think the Knicks want anything to do with Phil Jackson anymore. So, they're just going to wash their hands. The only thing that could stick around that Phil Jackson did is Porzingis. And they might trade the Frank Nilakalila kid too. So, and don't get on me because I, I I can say Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hold on, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. See, so Frank Nitkalila, Frank Frankie in from the Knicks. He he's gonna get traded too. So, um, yeah, man, that Knicks job. I think Mark Jackson should get it. I think he should be a candidate for that for that Knicks job. That's the perfect candidate for that. I feel like the Orlando Magic job, the only person that should consider that is a college coach that wants to get into the NBA. Because if you're an NBA coach or you have NBA experience and you want to come in and, you know, do your thing and compete for championships and, you know, don't go to Orlando. But if you're just trying to get your foot in the door and just, you know, show that you're capable of hanging in the NBA, then sure, you take whatever job you, you can get. But... I'm Mark Jackson, David Fisdale, guys of that stature, don't even waste my time calling me about Orlando Magic job. Um, David Fisdale, um, he would be a good candidate for the Knicks too, but I really feel like Mark Jackson is just the perfect fit. And if the Knicks have any sense, they'll call him and hire him. Uh, David Fisdale, he's probably the hottest candidate next, man. We'll see where he can end up. I heard Doc Rivers is on the hot seat. He might end up getting fired, so... Don't forget I said that. Uh, Yeah, we're going to see, man. We're going to see what these playoffs round out to be. I appreciate everybody tuning in. I appreciate the love that I'm getting. Please, please, please comment. Rate the podcast. uh, Message me at TLondon91 on Instagram. And stay tuned for the next episode.